All right, August 1st, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe the gospel. Don't go to hell. Go to heaven. Amen. I'm trying to see if my um, sound is good. I'll turn it up a little bit because I'm seeing stuff. It's just not coming through loud in my mind. I want to explain Biden's treason. Biden, Joe Biden and Biden, Hunter Biden. But I want to do it in a way that I don't think that most people will do it. I will say, yesterday, whenever I heard the name, what's his, uh, Archer, what's this guy's name, Archer, Devin Archer. Devin Archer is a first-hand witness to the goings-on, the conduct, and the business dealings of Hunter Biden. And he is providing first-hand sworn testimony in front of Congress yesterday, speaking to activities and certain things that quite frankly, if they're tried and prosecuted, I think they could point to treason. But I want to walk you through that because I don't want to just say it. I don't want to just be someone who's there for sensationalism. I want people to understand their constitution, what the law of the land is, and how to think through things. Because I think thinking through it is going to help us get back to the common law, get back to expressing our rights, uh, and to really bring a frame, bring a frame of freedom, a frame of understanding, a frame of the law that matters. Um, and so yesterday, you know, I, I hadn't been paying attention, been taking care of mom, doing stuff around the house. I heard this name, saw this name, Devin Archer. Uh, well, there's really no other best, better explanation to do it than I'll just play this. This is from Jesse Waters explaining how the dam is breaking. Go ahead. Fox News alert. Devin Archer, the man who Hunter Biden once called a Biden, just flipped on the first family. And it's bad. Archer, who's been in Ukrainian board meetings... Chinese dinners to the Biden family beach house is saying that Joe Biden was on the phone with Hunter and his foreign business partners at least 20 times, 20 times. Archer says it was to sell the Biden brand and Hunter described the Biden brand as gold. Here's how it worked. President Barack Obama would assign Joe Biden a country to handle. And when Biden was assigned to a country, a dirty company with a lot of problems in that country would hire Hunter Biden because they needed something from Joe Biden. Hunter would have dinner with some crooked foreign kleptocrat and in the middle of dinner, he'd say, hey, let's call my pop. He'd get his dad on the phone, put it on speaker and Joe Biden would say hello to Hunter's business partners. And that was what the business partners were paying for, that phone call. They were paying Hunter because he could get Joe Biden on the phone like that. And everywhere Joe went, Hunter got paid and Joe delivered. Devin Archer told House investigators today that the corrupt Ukrainian gas company Burisma only hired Hunter so his father Joe could get the prosecutor investigating them fired. Devin Archer testified Hunter was with the crooked Ukrainian CEO when he called DC to demand Joe Biden fire the prosecutor. Three days later, Joe Biden flew to Ukraine and got the prosecutor fired and then bragged about it. This is what Democrats impeached Trump for probing. Devin Archer also testified that Hunter pulled the same move with other fat cat foreign execs. Archer says Hunter put Joe Biden on the phone with his Chinese partner, Jonathan Lee. And remember, Joe Biden flew Hunter to China on Air Force Two where Hunter met Jonathan Lee. Hunter introduced Joe and Jonathan Lee in Beijing. They shook hands. It was a $20 million handshake. The Bidens made 20 million from that Chinese deal. After Hunter was given an equity stake in the Chinese investment firm, 
The Obama-Biden administration greased approvals for Jonathan Lee to take over American car manufacturers. Right, and so it goes on. Jesse went on to explain a couple different things. If you're watching this, of course, the blood's boiling. This isn't right. This is un-American. It's anti-American. But as a recent student and guy of the common law, I want to know what, what the law says. What's the Constitution say? This is where I want to draw a distinction between myself and normal conservative pundits. The normal conservative pundits will look at this and say, well, this is treason. And then some people might say, well, if we get rid of him, that gives us Kamala and she's just as bad. And I, that's basically the extent of conservative politics. It will be a bunch of the radical left and Joe Biden's horrible. People will even say Obama knew about this. People will even say that, well, all of these people are in on it. But does that does that do anything? Does that do anything? Does it does it get you any action? And I, I want I want action. I want truth. I want the law. I want to be able to see what is real and go from there. But I also want to show how it cross applies and this directly impacts you on literally anything. Literally anything in the law, any engagement you have in the law, it impacts there. I will say and I will ask for your support. The best way you can support me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. If you want 100% American manufacturing, get it away from these godless communists. The Biden-connected communist corporatist globalist initiatives that own your food, own and manufacture the household products in your home, switch the shopping that you already do to an American company, and you can get information at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Myself or someone will contact you. This is a private association, so it doesn't do stuff like Walmart, doesn't do stuff like Amazon. If you sign up, you're not interested. Cancel anytime, no cost to you. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. I want to go to our constitution. I want to go to our Constitution because it matters what words mean. So let's go to our screen. Let's go to our U.S. Constitution. You guys can see that. Let's go to Article 3, the Judicial Branch, Section 3. This is where treason is defined in the Constitution. Let me jihad this real fast. Article 3, Section 3 is treason against the United States shall consist in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies. So the two components of treason are levying war or adhering to their enemies giving them aid and comfort giving aid and comfort is an example of adhering to the enemies so you can levy war or you can give aid and comfort but that aiding and comfort is adhering to their enemies no person shall be convicted of treason unless the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or confession in open court. So you need two witnesses to the same overt act, okay? The Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attainder of treason shall work corruption of blood or for forfeiture except during the life of the person attainted. This means that, uh, you know, if your dad does treason, then it can't be held against you. Oh boy, unless you're a Biden and it works the corruption of blood, which means it goes through the family. Uh, but the, like this, this isn't normally the part that people focus on. It's usually right here. It's usually right here. It's usually the treason against the United States. Now consider, treason is against the United States. It even says, shall consist in loving war against them. The pronoun is them, and the them is the, oh shoot, 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 I pushed something I shouldn't have done. The pronoun is the United States. That's the plural. 
So let's go to. So let me let me let me uh, get your eyes real fast. Let's um, let's talk about what this means. I want to go to our handy dandy concept slide that you can get at uh, what's that Operation Josiah, which is let me turn this slide off real fast. Operation Josiah is our approach to use the law, the Constitution, and to get rid of the machines to restore lawful elections. You do that by going to commonlawpeople.com slash Josiah. The link is in the description below. It says get rid of machines and elections. That's the one. But in that, you get this concept slide. And this concept slide is showing you that the Constitution is a public trust. That these people created and wrote the Constitution, which grants the legislature, the executive, the judicial, the judicial branches powers that these servants swear to uphold all for the benefit of the people. So the people, when they come to their government, are coming to their government as the settlers and granters, as the people that establish the trust. Why is this? Because all political power is inherent in the people. If you don't believe me, we will show that. Let's go to our state constitution. I'm in Oklahoma. So I'm going to go to the Oklahoma. And so it's Ballotpedia, state constitution. You see it there. Ballotpedia, state constitution. And I come down, I come down to Oklahoma. I come down to Bill of Rights. Click there. I come down to all political power is inherent in the people. And government is instituted for their protection, security, and benefit. What did we say here in our concept slide? That the, the Constitution is created and the government, the legislature, the executive, the judicial, is granted powers for the benefit of the people. That's exactly what we're saying here. And to promote the general welfare, and they have the right, which is coming from Jesus, because rights come from King Jesus, because the right means power of free action. And when Jesus says in the sermon, uh, whenever he says, when he rose from the grave, all power in heaven and earth is given to me, that power he then gives to his church. So if you are in Christ, you've got the power to do what? To teach the nations to obey. Which is why your rights are coming from God and your rights are exclusive from the public trust. That means that if you are one of the people and you have rights from Jesus, the rights from Jesus can't be touched by the public trust. That's what our founders believed. That's what our founders gave us. That's the organization of the Constitution. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to this. Let me... Um, let me do this. So we're going to investigate what treason is. So the ideas that were expressed by Devin Archer under testimony yesterday in Congress is that Hunter Biden, the son of at the at the uh, the son of Joe Biden, who was vice president at the time, was going to foreign powers and doing business deals with them. And he was profiting from those business deals. And during those business meals. The vice president, Joe Biden, who was a public official, remember he is a, at the time, he was a sworn trustee over there to the right. He's a sworn trustee. He was given powers, granted powers, only because he swore to the constitution. And because he swore to the constitution, he was granted powers. Now, when Joe Biden gets on the phone and he's saying hi to people, What's happening is you have an implied trust. You have an implied contract. 
Contracts can be written, which means ex they can be expressed, which means written, or they can be implied, express or implied. An expressed contract is there's words on a page that say what the terms and conditions are. This is what is called a, in the government, this is what's called a trust indenture. Let me bring this up. Let me bring this up so you just know. Let me go to my Black's Law 5th. And if you want a free Black's Law dictionary, you can go to commonlawpeople.com and uh, into your email, you get a free Black's Law dictionary. But I just want to show you this real fast. I want to show you what a trust indenture definition is because it's important that we prove all things. Um, Christians prove all things. It's what we're supposed to do. So let me go. Nope, not that. I want to go to this. There we go. So I want to go to trust indenture. Where are you at? Trust indenture. Trust indenture. The document, Constitution, which contains the terms and conditions which govern the conduct of the trustee and the rights of the beneficiaries, commonly used when corporations float bonds. So this is what attorneys will tell you. Attorneys will tell you that a trust indenture is when a corporation floats bonds, but that's not the definition. The definition is the document, the piece of paper, which contains, which means the piece of paper has ideas in it, terms and conditions which govern, right? It controls the way that you think. The conduct controls the way that you behave of the trustee who's sworn to the Constitution and the rights of the beneficiaries. What are we saying? We're saying this. The Constitution is a trust indenture. The trust indenture has terms and conditions that govern the trustee and the rights of the beneficiaries. That's your constitution. So when we look at the constitution and it says that treason is warring, is levying war against the United States, levying war against the United States or, or adhering to your enemy and giving the enemy aid and comfort. So that means if any one of the 50 states has an enemy, and someone is is adhering to them and giving them aid and comfort then that is treason according to the US Constitution because it is it's either levying war or adhering to the enemy of the states does that make sense are you following that's the definition of treason that's what the Constitution says so let's go back to our Constitution remember treason is this what was Joe Biden and Hunter Biden doing? Let me get your eyes. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, is the bag man. He's the dude that makes, he's the, he's the pass-through. And Hunter Biden has never, as I, as I understand, Hunter Biden has never sworn an oath to the Constitution. So he is a private person. And because he's a private person, he can freely do business with uh, Chinese actors or uh, Burisma or anybody else. He can freely do those things. Now, you can make the argument, and this is the argument that I think people should make, that Hunter Biden would not be in the position to have those business associations unless his father was a sworn public officer to the public trust in a position of power. Like, that would that would be the argument. So, so what I would go through if I were looking at this, is I would come back to, let's go to our Constitution, our US Constitution. We go to Article 1. Let's go down here to Section, I think it's 8 or 9. 
Let's go down to section 9, Article 1, Section 9. It says, No title or nobility shall be granted to the United States. So the United States is never going to give any title or nobility. So no title or nobility shall ever be granted to the United States. And no person holding an office or of profit or trust. So right there you get the Constitution calling itself a trust. You get right there, don't miss that. The Constitution is literally calling itself a trust. But it's also saying that no person holding any office or profit, or excuse me, any office of profit or trust under them shall, without the consent of the Congress, accept any present emolument, office, or title of any kind, whatever, from any king, prince, or foreign state. So here what we're looking at is we're looking at you can't hold any office or, or profit or trust under the United States and you can't do what? You can't accept any present emolument. Let's look up emolument. If we go to our uh, dictionary again, let's look up emolument. Emolument. This is what people try to come after Trump for. Emolument here is... Where are we at? Come on, camera. Come on, camera. Emolument. Oh, come on. Focus. The profit arising from office or, or employment, that which is received as a compensation for services or which is annexed to the possession of office as salary fees and prerequisites. So you can't be in public office and then get profit from that office that the office doesn't have. So you can't be in public office. You can't be the vice president receiving a salary for being vice president and then receive any other payment because you're vice president from the office that's not the vice president. So you can't get uh, foreign gifts. You can't get gifts, uh, emoluments. You can't get offices, titles, or anything from any king, prince, or foreign state. Now this is where you would need to really demand exact definitions is that Jesse Waters clip says Hunter met with a communist. The communists own all their businesses. So if Hunter meets with the communist and the communist in you know gets Joe Biden on the phone, then Joe Biden is in a conversation. He can have conversations. He's in a conversation with someone who's a business interest that the business is owned by communists and communism would be a, an enemy to a constitutional republic just at its face value it's it, it's adhering to its enemy it's giving aid and comfort to enemies because the communists are against the united states they're against the constitutional republic and you know we can we can dive into that if we want but this is what his this is what uh daniel goldman the attorney for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, I guess, was saying whenever that he was asked about that yesterday. Watch this. Doesn't it contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden business associates? Clearly he talked, whether it's about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict him? I don't know what his comment is. And if we're gonna, well, I don't, I don't think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, 
Well, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. The son is at dinner with, and that is literally all the evidence is. Is this like a party trick that Hunter Biden used to impress the people he was with? Yeah, so the idea is that the lawyer, and this is this is where there's so many conflations of ideas and concepts that are going on, which is where most people can get lost. The charge, I, I shouldn't say the charge, what I'm saying is that I believe that the Bidens committed treason because they were adhering to their enemy, giving them aid and comfort. Specifically, they were aiding and comforting the enemies of the United States because by doing business with Burisma natural gas executives and preventing the prosecution of uh, bad agents there, or by doing business with communists, where communists would then be able to come in and take over American vehicular manufacturing, I can look at the Constitution, and because treason, if we go back to this, if treason is defined in Article 3, Section 3, if treason is defined as against the United States, and the United States is a them, than any adhering to the enemy that goes against one of the them. So if I can show that the United States is arguing that you can't have anybody in government at the, you can't have anybody in government using the powers of the public trust for the benefit of the enemy at the expense of the United States. And that could just be one. Well, then I will go to the Oklahoma Constitution and I will look up, there's the Oklahoma Constitution. I will look up Bill of Rights. And so everyone, because it's a right from Jesus, everyone, we scroll down, we have the right in America where our government, I'm trying to find it. Uh, we go down here to section 32, section 32. Perpetuities and monopolies are contrary to the genius of a free government and shall never be allowed. So no one in government can use the government to create situations that are akin to monopolies. So then we need to look at what the definition of a monopoly is. And this definition of a monopoly is what you can't be doing if you have the power of the government to benefit yourself, which is what was happening, I believe, when Hunter Biden gets access to privileged, powerful, rich business associates in foreign states that are enemies to the United States, and he only gets those because his father is a sworn trustee to the United States. So let's look up a monopoly. If we look up a monopoly, a monopoly is a privilege or peculiar advantage. That means it's specific, it's not normal. Vested in one or more persons or companies consisting of the exclusive right or power. So if you have a right, it's exclusive and it's, it's a power to carry on a particular business or trade, manufacture a particular article or control the sale of the whole supply of a particular commodity. And this is the monopoly consists in the ownership or control of so large a part of the market supply or output of a given commodity as to stifle competition, restrict the freedom of commerce, and give the monopolist control over prices. So whenever Joe Biden is on the phone with his son who's in the presence of 
communists who then go on to control vehicle manufacturing in the United States. You could make the case, and I would make the case, that that is a form of monopoly that is expressly prohibited, Article 2, Section 32 of the Oklahoma Constitution, for just one example. And so trustees to the United States Constitution cannot be in office and use their powers to go to foreign states or receive anything from foreign states to be in express or implied contracts that then grant the permission that effectuates a monopoly for those foreign powers against the benefit of the state, which is what he did. So most people, most conservatives will say, this is treason, they can't do that. I, I, I agree. The corruption, they can't do that. Yeah, I agree. But what we're doing is we're showing what's written. We're showing in the Constitution the law where this is written. Now, there will still be some skeptics. There will still be some skeptics that say that this doesn't matter. There will be some skeptics that will say, well, what do we do about it? You have to understand that until people actually understand what the law is... Government is just a fiction of your mind. It's it's a fabrication of what you make up. It's a story. I mean, like I mean, like let's look at the definition of government because, in short, until people know what's true and believe what's true, then it doesn't matter whenever you complain about something being false because if you don't live and think and and do things as though they're true, it doesn't matter. Until you bring the correct controversy in law to the government until you bring the controversy there's no judgment there's no remedy there's no justice so you can complain all day long but until you bring the controversy and you get that controversy adjudicated in a court of law or in a court of record or in a court of justice according to what the trust indenture says that you can there's nothing there so you will have all of conservative media, all of the conservative industry will say, they will outline, they will dig deep into the corruption of public officials. But I just showed you what they can't do according to what they've already agreed that they wouldn't do. So now they're in breach of their trust, they're in trespass of their own oath. And people don't think like this. They don't think like this and what's worse, and this is where I talk to my cynics, the cynics will say, well, that doesn't matter because it doesn't do anything. And if you dig underneath that idea, it's the subtext that you should be able to turn the key and get your way in all things. That you should be able to push button and get result. And that's not, I mean, that that's, that's not the way that Christ did things. That's not the world that God set up. We cannot push button and get outcome push button, get outcome. What we have to do is we have to bring controversy in the law and argue what the law is. And then the people responsible for adjudicating the law need to understand what the law is and give us the remedy according to the law. That's the system that we have in this sinful world with corrupt and broken officials. And until the American people can speak like this, you don't get that remedy. You don't get those results. What you get are people complaining. Well, what are we going to do? We'll vote for Republicans, obviously. What does that do? What does that do? Because that's still looking at the violations to the Constitution as though you're not going to talk about them.
You're just going to vote for somebody else and hope that they do something about it. In fact, there's a video that President Trump posted, or excuse me, there's a video that I found about President Trump uh, being the retribution presidency. Watch this. Think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. He could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he sees as enemies. I am your voice. Sure, I'm on the enemies list. I am your justice. Trump could say, I don't care what the Supreme Court says or these district judges say. I'm telling the Marshal Service, don't enforce the court order. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Given the way he said he intends to operate if he's reelected, this will be something we could never have imagined. I will totally obliterate the deep state. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I, again, I agree. I want that to happen. But we are in a republic. We manage the affairs of government. We The, the administration of government is open to the affairs of the like. We can manage the affairs of government. And we do that whenever we come as one of the people, a beneficiary of government. When we come as those people there on the left, this is my Red Barn presentation. And maybe I need to put that link in the description. Last week, I did a Red Barn presentation here in Claremore. And then I, I floated it live on my stream on Thursday. The Red Barn presentation is explaining your position, your standing, your status in the law. Showing the Constitution. Showing what words mean. And my frustration here is that people don't understand this concept. They do not understand this dynamic. And because they don't understand that dynamic right there, they treat themselves as though they are trustees. When the government tells you that you have to do something, the government is presuming that you are sworn to the Constitution. The government is treating you as an employee. They're treating you as someone who is subjected to the statutes. But whenever you come as one of the people, you get to say, I'm the beneficiary of government. How can government tell me what to do? That doesn't make sense. And because we've lost this concept, when our government officials, who they have sworn to the Constitution, are breaching the Constitution and profiting from it and warring uh, against the United States and giving aid and comfort to our enemies, when they do those things, we look at this and say, well, what's going to be done about it? Who's, who's going to say this stuff? Or, you know, just more fundamentally, we will just agree with people who say what we think and affirm our position. And that's that's it. That, that is the limitation of what we do. We will find voices that affirm the perspective we want to hear. And when we get people that say things we want to hear, then that will suffice. Because it's this, um, it's the, the burden of consensus. It's this idea of, um, you know, no, it's not the consensus. It's the bystander effect. Well, because there's a lot of people here, someone else will take care of this. Someone else will do this. And that's just, I mean, that's not how we got our country. We got our nation because pastors in the pulpit were preaching a hot gospel. They were preaching repentance of sin is exclusive through the blood of the Lamb. And by through the blood of the Lamb, you get your salvation from sin. Now you get to, because you love Him, you obey Him, you want to bring the gospel. You look at the evil of the world and you say, we got to crush it the way that Jesus crushed it. Which is not with the sword. It may be with the whip from time to time to two. 
But it's absolutely in controversy. Jesus never backed down from a fight. He didn't always fight the way that the world fights, clearly. But he never backed down from controversy. He never backed down from what was written. He would always say, this is written. That's how my Lord did war. That's how Christ brought the truth of scripture in conflict, in controversy with the world. And until Christians know what the law is and can bring the law in controversy with what's going on, we don't get remedy. We don't get results. We don't get outcomes. And there will be people who behaviorally, attitudinally, probably assent to that mentally. They, uh, they believe it, but they don't do it because they don't think that they will actually get their way. So they're double-minded. They can say, Jaron, I see what you're saying. I can literally read. I agree with you. But we can't do that because A, it hasn't been done. B, we don't think it will happen for us. Or C, if we do it, it might go an, a wrong way and I might get hurt. I might feel pain. I might go to jail. I might get shot. I might lose all my money. Like we will find excuses to not do what's right. And so because of that, we like we this is the stuff that we get. This is the stuff we get we get. And I will go as far as to say there will be people with promo codes and platforms and influencers and celebrity pundits and celebrity politicians. They will rail on this all the time. But who controls the justice system? Who's gonna control that prosecutorial conduct? Who's going to be able to pull prosecutors from cases? And it's because we have allowed a version of government to give the executive all this power until we recognize who we are, until we recognize we are the beneficiaries of government and all political power is in us until we recognize that, then we aren't going to argue trust law to our government. We are going to argue process, precedent, statute, positional authority we aren't arguing the law we're not bringing the right controversy what we are doing is we are have believed a frame that's false and whenever we get evidence that it is false we aren't willing to let go of that to learn what's true to walk in truth we aren't willing to do it and that's sad because that is exactly what has to happen that is exactly what has to happen. Do you understand that a federal judge right now could could uh, you know could could grant an injunction? A federal judge could grant an injunction to prohibit Joe Biden from doing X Y Z. You know, um, I could absolutely do that because an injunction is a prohibitive action that pre pre prevents a plaintiff from taking action against the defendant. Well, if the defendant, in this case the people, would say, hey, Joe Biden using powers of the public trust is, needs to be prohibited because he's using them in trespass of the trust to violation of the United States, to the detriment of the auto industry, uh, to his own personal enrichment in violation of Article 1, Section 10, Clause uh, 10, the emolument clause. Like he's doing all these things to benefit himself and he's doing it in trespass to his sworn oath. He's doing it in trespass to the trust indenture. The terms and the conditions say that he can't do that. That could be brought forth to the to the federal judge. But what federal judge thinks like this? What federal judge thinks according to the common law? What federal judge thinks according to the strict observance of the trust indenture? This is why the people have to do this. 
The people need to have this mindset so that whenever the people bring this and start educating our servants, educating our trustees, now the trustees can say, we recognize your standing as one of the people. We recognize your functioning and participating in a Republican form of government by right. And because you're doing that and you're using the specific words of the trust indenture that we all that we've already sworn to, we have to agree with you because you're arguing what's true. This goes completely against the normal conservative media. The radical left is destroying the country. <laughs> we need to pass the legislation to go through the committees to stop the government from doing stuff. Yep. This is, I mean, this is why I, I see this issue. And, you know, I, I repent. Yesterday I was like, who's Devin Archer? I don't really care because I hadn't, you know, I've been outside working. I've been doing stuff. I, I have a, you know, I have a, have a life outside of doing stuff here. And I see this and I'm just like, this is just the normal, you know, thing to catch people's attention. It's the normal news cycle. And there will be another thing because I'm skeptical and cynical enough to where whenever I see something like this that um, is, is, is good for my political perspective, one of my first thoughts is, what does the CIA have on the shelf that it can just do as a false flag? What does the FBI have ready-made, cooked up by some MK Ultra implant, where they can just go on a, a shooting, heaven forbid, or do something like that, that then the entire national news media goes, and they're going to focus on Trump or, or something else instead of the real issue. In fact, this was the Morning Joe. This is just, this is one hour. It's a clip showing the number of times Morning Joe, just Morning Joe, on MSNBC, they said Trump 70 times in one hour. So instead of focusing on Devin Archer and the improprieties in office and the breach of the public trust and the potential treason of the Biden family, they focus on Trump. Watch this. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we'll begin the week with the latest on former President Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Trump's Trump's, we heard from Trump. Donald Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's mouth. Trump's Trump, Trump, Trump advisors, Trump. The Trump situation, Trump, Trump. Trump's President Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, four more years. Trump, 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 as it relates to Trump. Donald Trump, and that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Trump himself and Trumpism. Donald Trump, Donald Trump's Donald Trump. Yeah, Trump, Trump is. Trump, I'm Donald Trump. Hang on. So Donald Trump, 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 Trump's Donald Trump still ahead on Morning Joe. Donald Trump plus. We've got Trump plus Trump. That's former President Trump. Trump. Let's start with President Trump. Former President Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. The Trump world. Donald Trump. Trump. Trump train. Donald Trump. Uh, you did with Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. Trump's employees. Great analysis as always. Thank you for joining us this morning. And still ahead here on Morning Joe. Donald Trump. Yeah, it's uh, it's Trump, 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 and why? Because they got to go after him. They got to go after him, and they got to distract everybody else from the truth. And this is where you know I know that you know what I do and the way that I do it. Um, this isn't going to be well. I mean, you've got shadow banning algorithms, all that kind of stuff. Like you can't you can't speak a biblical worldview honestly, sincerely on any of the large platforms just because you've got artificial intelligence and you've got, uh, you know, godless commies working against you. But this is why for people who have ears to hear, you read the plain, plainly written words, what's the argument? 
there's no argument there because we're showing what the law is. And when you show what the law is, why am I interested? Why do I care about a Democrat or a Republican, a liberal or a conservative, a progressive or a, you know, whatever? doesn't matter. doesn't matter because every single last one of them cannot get power until they swear to the Constitution as a trustee. They, like, they, they can't have power in the government until they swear to what the actual in, trust indenture, which is just the, another way of saying the document that says the terms and conditions that govern the trustees and the rights of the beneficiaries, the Constitution, they can't get power until they swear to the Constitution. And then the Constitution will never, ever go against the beneficiary. Ever. Why? Because the entire purpose of government is to benefit people. How do I know that? Well, let's go to what the U.S. Constitution has already agreed to. Let's go to the uh, back to our screen and we'll go to the state constitutions. Let's go to the Oklahoma Constitution and we go to the Bill of Rights and we'll go to Article 1. Government is instituted for the protection, security, benefit, and to promote the general welfare, right? That's why government exists. Now, here's the point. When the United States Constitution, right? When the United States Constitution was ratified, it accepted all the states' constitutions. And whenever there are, whenever there are state constitutions ratified after the United States Constitution... The United States Constitution only ratifies and only accepts those new states into the Union after it has a Constitution. But once those states are granted into the Union, then the United States Constitution agrees with every single thing in that state's Constitution. So if you get a state Constitution, excuse me, if you, uh, let's go down here to our amendments. If you go to the Bill of Rights in the United States Constitution and you go down to Amendment 10, right the powers not delegated which means what powers are delegated so there's delegated powers to the united states by the constitution which literally means that there is a trust document the constitution grants powers you see it right there the constitution which is the written document right there, the public trust, the constitution, the written document does what? Delegates powers, right? So the powers delegated to, but to the United States by the constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states. So the constitution grants powers, delegates them, and prohibits powers. So if the constitution can say, yes, you can, and no, you can't, what is, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. So when we look back to this, if the Constitution doesn't say, uh, if the Constitution doesn't say what they can do, or what they're allowed to do, it goes back to the people. And isn't that what we've been saying? We are the people. We, the people, have all the political power. We make government. And then government is according to the Constitution, the written trust indenture. And then that flows down to everybody in government. And everybody in government only has power to benefit us. And if we, as the people, 
have said in our constitutions, our bills of rights, those constitution, those rights in those state constitutions are accepted from government, which means government can't touch them. Let's go to Texas. Let me show you Texas, because that's where it's going to get interesting. I'll show you that. I'll, I'll show you. Let, let's go to the screen. Let's go back. Let's go back. This is to our state constitutions, right? State constitutions, ballotpedia, state constitutions. Let's go to Texas. Texas Constitution. Bill of Rights. Click. Article section, or excuse me, Article 1, Section 29. To guard against transgressions, that's sin, to guard against transgressions of the high powers herein delegated, which means there are high powers that are delegated. Hold on, hold on. Give me your eyes. Give me your eyes. So if there are delegated powers and they are high powers, that means high powers, big powers, strong powers are delegated. Where did they come from? Where did those powers that are high, strong, powerful come from? They're delegated, so they got to come from somewhere. Where did they come from? To guard against the transgressions, the sin of the high powers herein delegated, who's the we? Who's the we? We declare who's the we in Texas. Let's go back. Let's go back to Texas. What are we talking about, Texas? Who's the we? Right? The people of the state of Texas do ordain and establish this constitution. So the people is the we. So if the people is the we, and you go down to Bill of Rights, Article 1, Section 29, if the we is people, we declare, people declare, that everything in this Bills of Rights is accepted. So let's look at what accepted means. Let's find our dictionary and let's find out what accepted means. E-X-C-E-P-T. Where you at? Accepted. Okay, let's go to my... Let's go to my camera and we'll go to accepting. Where you at? Accept except as provided by law as used in statute held under reference to other than that's what I want where are we at where are we at where are we at where are you at uh, accepting right uh, terms reserving or accepting are used interchangeably and their technical meaning will give way to the manifest intent the words reserving and accepting although strictly distinguishable may be used interchangeably or indiscriminately so what are they doing what are we accepting we're accepting that they can't do stuff. We're accepting out of the law that they can't do something. It's about the intent, right? Where do I see that? Manifest intent. The me the, the and their technical meaning, their technical meaning will give way to the manifest intent. What is the manifest intent right here? We declare that everything in this Bill of Rights is accepted out of the general powers of government. So bills of rights, and what states have bills of rights? Literally all of them. Literally all of them. Is accepted out of the general powers of government and shall forever remain inviolate. And all laws contrary to thereto or to the following provisions shall be void. You can't have government trespass rights. How do you know? You just saw it. 
Well, Jaron, that was Texas. That wasn't the United States Constitution. Okay, well, let's, let's go to the United States Constitution. United States Constitution, our Amendment 9, the enumeration in this Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So if the people retain rights, did the government ever have them? No. Amendment 10, the powers not delegated to the Constitution, by, or to the United States, by the Constitution, nor prohibited to it by it to the states, are reserved. If something is reserved, was it ever given? Was it ever granted? Was it ever possessed? No. So those powers are either res, uh, reserved to the states or to the people, which means if the people don't put into their state constitutions what the states can do, then the states don't have that power. And if the people don't put it in the states constitutions, then the US Constitution doesn't have it. Does that make sense? That is what we're getting at. This is a trust argument. This is trust law. We are arguing the specific words of the Constitution are the law. And if you don't go by the specific words in the Constitution, then you're unlawful. You're going against the Constitution. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. That's that's what our founders gave us. That's what our founders gave us. That is right now the law of the land. That that is the law of the land and every single person in government swore to it. Now you can start talking about the psychology of people in government. I mean if 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 if, if someone right now in government who swore to the oath swore to the oath and they don't know this, if you show them in writing what they swore to, what argument do they have? They could be corrupt. They could be a godless commie. They could be a, an evil, you know, whatever. They could be someone who says, screw you, I don't care. Or they could be like the parable of the widow. They could be the parable of the widow. And the parable of the widow is the persistent widow, I should say. The persistent widow kept coming back to the judge saying, give me justice, give me justice, give me justice, give me justice. And even the unjust judge who did not know God or did not fear God gave the woman justice because she was persistent. This means that we don't do what we do because it is turnkey. And this, I, I, I have to hit this. The difference between a turnkey solution and walking and obeying Christ in faith is everything. It's the difference between idolatry and worshiping Jesus. If you do in your government what you do because you expect to get your way, then you, you have this presumption that everything that you do is going to be benefit or going to be guaranteed to work. And while you can show that in the law, I would encourage Christians to do what they do, know what it says, do what it says, and walk in faith as though what's written is true. And that's the difference between expecting to always get your way versus I'm going to clearly, specifically, precisely articulate what the controversy is and government has to show that it, it can do what it does. Th that's really all this is. Can you do what it is that you're doing? Show me that power or that authority. And if you can't show me the constitutional power and the authority that you can do what it is that you're doing, then you can't do it. And it's unlawful. That's the paradigm people need to have. That's what I would suggest. That's what I try to teach. That's why uh, people have, um, you know, before me, uh, I mean, that's what they gave us. Where people go wrong is people think, I don't want to do that. 
And because I don't want to do that, let me argue against that thing. Well, I don't want to argue against the government action. I'm going to presume that what the government is doing is lawful. But then whenever the government does something, I'm going to say, well, I'm guaranteed this right. You agreed to it. What constitutional power or authority do you have to trespass this right? See, the frame I have is this is my right because I'm made in God's image. What the government has is we have power. We're using it. And when people argue the power of the government, they lose because they normally grant presumptions of law that, that position the government as having the power that it's using. And if they do that, then they're going to think about the government is justified. The courts will say the government is justified in using the power that it's using. And that, that may not be right. It may not be lawful. Anyway, um... Yeah, so that's that's uh, kind of turned into a rant. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. His shed blood washes away those sins. You must trust in Him. Trust that He physically rose from the grave. When you do that, it validates everything that He says. Whenever he claims that he's Christ, it's true. When he claims that he's the way, the truth, and the life, it's true. When he claims that everyone needs him and that only the living waters are through him, it's true. It means that he says, when he says you must be born again, it's true. You have to have faith in Jesus, only Jesus. If you don't have faith in Christ, you don't believe the gospel. If you don't believe the gospel, then you, like me, are guilty of your sin. But if you don't believe the gospel, you, unlike me, who believes the gospel, are going to be punished for your sin. I might have, and I will have, consequences of my sin in this life. If I go punch a bear in the face, the bear's going to maul me because it's a bear. If you sin, there's going to be immediate consequences to your sin. But the everlasting life, the eternal life, the going in heaven, like the, the everlasting uh, time with Jesus is what I'm guaranteed because he is good and he said so. Not because of me. Because his blood was so precious and pure and perfect and holy that as a one-time sacrifice, it washes away all of my sins, past, present, future. I don't want to follow him as though I don't, I can do whatever I want. I can uh, sin here and it's all right. I can go do this sin and it's all right. I can go do this sin and it's all right. Or I can be lazy or cowardly. I don't care because Jesus got me, bro. He got me, boo. I, that's, I, I think that's a wrong Jesus. I don't think that that's the Jesus that scripture portrays. And I don't think that that's the Jesus that saves you from your sin. The Jesus that saves you from your sin is the one that says, I am taking everything from you. Trust me. Follow me. And when you do that, you will want to be with him. Which means that you will be led into situations that you wouldn't have expected. That you don't really want that you don't really understand, but you're always going to be faithful and trusting in him because he is good. I saw my dad die February 1. He went home to Jesus February 1 to st from stage 4 cancer. It was vicious. It was painful. It hurts me emotionally whenever I think about it a whole lot. Um, have dreams. It's, like it's, it's not a good situation. But the best thing about it is that he's at home with Jesus forever and there's no one that will ever separate my father from Christ ever because Christ is good and that's what he promised 
Folks, the world needs to hear the gospel. The world needs to hear that death, burial, resurrection message. Christians need to be bringing it. We need to be shameless in it because it's true. And we need to live like it's true, which is where I think that God is leading me on this path of common law because we need to bring controversy in the law according to what's written, which is what Jesus did. Like Jesus brought controversy because he brought the sword he brought the word and he had faith in it. He trusted it. It got him killed, but he won the world. In his death, he took glorious victory over all powers and principalities. He triumphed over them. Colossians 2, 14, 15, 16. Amen. Believe the gospel, my friends. The best way you can support me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash jaren, patriotswitch.com slash jaren. Sign up. Myself or somebody else will walk you through and invite you, welcome you to a private institution that does things different. Direct product purchase. If you sign up, don't like it, cancel anytime. We'll explain how. The reason why this is the way that it is because it's not according to the godless commie open market. It's according to the private association, 100% manufacturing. Take the money you're already spending and switch it over to patriotswitch.com slash jaren, patriotswitch.com slash jaren. We also have air roasted, delicious, organic, fair trade coffee at humblewb.coffee. If you are a coffee drinker and you've never had air roasted coffee, frankly, You've been drinking garbage, crap. You've been having coffee that's put into a metal barrel that's spun around really fast and set on fire. And that's why it's grimy and bitter and garbagey. And then the company that does it probably loads it up with a bunch of fake stuff. To the contrary, the way that God designed it was you pick it from the tree and you air roast it on a light cushion of air at a perfect specific temperature so that every single bean in the package is exactly the same. And when you do this, you unlock the flavor that is natural and organic. You don't gotta burn it. You don't gotta load it up with a bunch of fake stuff. If you go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee, you can get air roasted premium coffee delivered right to your door. It's a beauty. It's a godsend. It's a blessing. Portions of proceeds go to mail Bibles throughout the country. There's other ways to help me. The links are in the description below. Thank you for listening. Please share the content. The stuff that we do here teaches the fundamental principles of law, teaches what the Constitution says. It gives remedy for people to know what the truth is. To bring the controversy in the law according to what is true, what's written, and everybody in government's already agreed to. It's profound. God's doing a new thing. Please appreciate that. Please pray for mom. She's home. I'm going to go see her. going to go take her, her little puppy. Anyway, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.